irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, Hello. everybody. Welcome to the show. Merry Christmas Eve Eve. I love that. It is the Eve of Christmas Eve. Because I feel like Christmas Eve is like its own day that's a holiday as well. Christmas Eve is its own holiday, so that Eve needs an Eve. <laughs> and then and then where do you stop? Where I don't know. I don't even know. Um, hi, guys. I'm Jen, and we have Lauren on and, the phone. Uh, yeah, I'm on the phone from San Francisco. I mean, you know, we're just kind of raging all over California today. We are. And since I'm not really that much in the mood to reach, I use Thirsty App to bring me alcohol because I need a hair of the dog drink after my birthday last night. That's and right. mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it just came to me when I entered the code complicated into the promo code area. I got 10% off my order and a beverage in my hand and I didn't even have to. And get you up. guys, you guys can do the same maybe on Christmas Eve Eve or Christmas Eve or Christmas. You guys <laughs> might have a shortage of alcohol and bam. Or even there the day after, hair of the dog. Even the day after. Speaking of the day after, it is the day after Jen's birthday, everyone. And it was more like kind of a weekly celebration, I think, that kind of went on, right, Jen? It was. And I would hate to give the impression that I'm one of those girls that's like, celebrate me forever. But right. I think by nature of having a birthday that falls around Christmas, you do have to celebrate yeah. certain times with certain people in order to get a celebration in. But then what happens is you celebrate... Yeah more than once and it's a lot yeah yeah and it's not that you're i mean i my birthday is like in the beginning of october and i but you know for sure wasn't trying to be like let's have eight parties but i also think that when you're when you have like a couple different groups of friends and like people's availability is kind of like sparse or hard to come by like you'll do like a dinner with some girls and then maybe you'll have like a bigger party so or you know like you kind of did that Jen I did that so I think sometimes it just ends up being you know a couple days of celebration but whatever what's wrong with that nothing but the funny part about uh, the celebrating is I was telling a guy this on a date the other night and he was kind of judging before the whole birthday celebration thing and yeah then proceeded to order two desserts at dinner to say happy birthday with like candles in them happy birthday written all over it like did the strategic went to the bathroom but really just told the server it was my birthday and oh. yeah, so he celebrated yet again. Yeah, you're like, you are fueling the fire, but thank you, though. Right. And also, I'm just getting fatter. That's all that's happening here. It's happening. It's called holiday weight, winter weight. So how was this date, by the way? Can we talk about this person? <laughs> we can, and he could very well be listening. But you know what? That's the nature of this game. So the date was fine. I was set. Um... I guess it was fine, but it wasn't like outstanding by any means. It was. It wasn't a match. No, it wasn't a match at all. It was. It fell short of that by a lot. Mm. He was a nice yeah. guy, though, and I feel like every you know interaction is a good experience because it's something to learn from. I guess. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I'm like, how many more experiences do I have to have? I really like my couch. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. And then you also start to kind of just feel like. 
you get a little disenchanted too, I think, like ugh, going on another date. I mean, I guess it leaves room to be pleasantly surprised when one does go well. Still waiting but for that. I think, yeah, I think you sort of like go into them going like, ugh, but it's practice. And it, yes, you learn things, you get to know yourself or what you're looking for, or you find what you want through fi- looking at things that you don't want. Yeah. If that makes any sense? Like you're on a date with someone and they're doing A, B, and C and you're like, okay, this data is not going well, but the A, B, and C that you're doing are definitely on my no list. So uh, yeah. Speaking of the A, B, and C, one of the things he did that I just want to like forewarn people when we go on a date. If I meet you through someone or like on a dating app or something, like let's just take note of the fact you should not bring up the giant elephant in the room, which is that we met on a dating app. Yes, we both know we have matched, but we are talking to other people. This was not our first match, and it won't be our last. I mean, hopefully it will right. you know, become something, and then great, it worked. And then when you stop seeing the other people you might have been seeing. But like to actually ask about, like, how's the dating app treating you? I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. it's amazing. I go out every single night with different dudes. How, do you want to hear that? I like, know. why are you asking? I think that, yeah, I, I mean, listen, obviously you're not going to completely ignore where you met. Like, oh, ooh, yeah, I mean, we was great running into you at Starbucks. I mean, clearly you met on Tinder or through a matchmaker or whatever it is. So obviously that's not to be totally ignored. But I, I definitely think it's a little weird to ask on a first date. Like, so how is dating going? Do you date a lot? I've been asked that. Do you date a lot? And I'm like, what? Why are you asking me that right <laughs> That's now? so weird. Like, what is the point in knowing like that? No, no answer is good, right? Like, right. yeah, I date a lot. Okay, so now you think I'm a huge slut? <laughs> or no, I don't really date very much. Oh, now you're a big dork. Like, what? what is the good answer? No, no answer is good. Right. So these people should not be asking this question. Would you ever ask that question? I would not, no. I would not ever ask that question. I think the only time to really start discussing, in my opinion, is, you know, um, dating situations is maybe when you're coming across a transition in your dating relationship where you're moving from, like, being less serious to more serious, and you need to say, like, are we dating other people? Or then the subject gets broached of, how much dating is happening with other people and when it should stop or whatever. But on a first date, like, it's weird to be like, yeah, so how's the Tinder going? How many times have you swiped right today? Do you have any other dates later? I mean, that's just weird. Well, what if my response was like, yeah, actually, this is like my happy hour date and then I have a dinner date later. Cool. You good with that? Like what human is going to be like, sweet, unless you're on the bachelor and bachelorette and you've signed up to date 25 people and everyone's aware of the scenario. I don't think that it's a pleasant conversation to be had, but it keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. Yeah. It's like kind of like asking like someone like, when's the last time you had sex? like what yeah what? you just don't like you know what's happening you just don't talk about it because it's weird right like i i mean i just i now i'm just gonna start asking people if they ask me that question like what is it you want to know why are you asking me that like what's the point in this yeah. where's your maybe, what's your end game maybe, here maybe the point here is of all of this is to realize now how to like deal with it when it happens, because if it keeps happening to you, I mean, I don't think it's happened to me like a lot, but it's definitely happened more than once. So now it's like, now what do we do? I mean, what should you say? I don't know. I feel time? like we have to become ninjas of dating. We're like dating ninjas. Yeah, I, I think we need to like be prepared. 
mentally prepared for these things. And if they keep coming up, then hello, this is something that is going to happen potentially again. So we need to have a game plan. This damn thing is trending, and I don't know why. We're going to get to the bottom of it. I think we're going to talk to our guests today about this. Yeah, I think we should definitely talk to Jared about this because he's going to have some really good insight on maybe how to approach that next time. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if I'm actually taking notes right now. <laughs> oh, there's Jared! <laughs> Surprise! Or, I'm, not, I'm not taking notes, but I'm 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 actually writing down my responses to a lot of these things. Uh, I was wondering what you were doing over there. Well, I didn't want to chime in <laughs> and just introduce myself. Well, now we should. Yeah. Everybody, yes. welcome Jared to the show. Hi guys, I'm Jared Zavostowski from Modern Mail Radio, uh, just across Repeat the way here. Customer. Yes. yes, we've had him on before, and we might cover some of the same things, but we're going to go a lot more into these things. Well, dating is a fascinating thing, and I think it's one of the only things in, in this world that you can't really buy. You know, it's 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 that elusive thing you can't buy love, and everybody's interested in that. It's kind of like everybody's life. You know, that that's that's what everybody kind of lives for is to find that one and then have kids and you know at the core of all of your different wishes wants and desires there's still that that one thing and i think everybody is searching for it so it's interesting but there's a lot of conjecture involved with with dating and and uh especially advice columns on dating so it becomes even more frustrating and people are like what do i do what's right what's wrong like just tell me give me a step by step we want answers the sad thing is, it's like an instruction manual that's on like this weird sliding scale. So it's like it's kind of like the labyrinth; it just keeps changing and yeah. evolving with society and people. But there are some coordinate things, and if you can kind of grasp those coordinate things, you can you can actually become much better at it. Well, sorry, well. we want we want to become much better. So, what are some of your answers to the things that we've posed already? Um, like, why the hell are people asking these things on dates? Okay, well, I mean, it's it would be general curiosity, but like, I mean. Guys might ask things and maybe not really have like when women ask questions, they have a reason. We're deliberate. They're setting you up for something. <laughs> uh, when guys ask questions <laughs> in general, like he could just be like casually curious. Maybe he even asked a question that he didn't want to know the answer to. Um, Is he insecure? Is that why he's asking? It could be that, but m- most times it would just be like, "Hey, we met on this dating app. How's that going for you?" Like as obtuse as that. Like may it. Probably yeah. he probably didn't have much more forethought than that. He probably didn't even think, right. "Do I really want to know the answer to that?" Well, I'm going to start right. answering with really bizarre things like, "It's going so well. I have five boyfriends." Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's actually like really good. Uh, humor is great, and kind of like I would say uh, it's one of the rare situations where I would say be flippant about it and funny, um, kind of cute and charming, as opposed to just telling them flat out. Um, right. Because telling him flat out is going to turn a guy off. For the most part, men are very, you know, dominating creatures. We like, you know, we, we it, it's ours. If somebody else has touched it, it's it's forever unclean, you know? That's you like, do realize, though, how ridiculous <laughs> it is of them to ask the question, be mad at our answer, and then make a decision based on that. Absolutely. But who said dating is logical? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, true. and it, it could also, telling a guy the truth or kind of beating around it, like, I mean, especially if you really like the guy, if you tell him the truth, it can con- or, or tell him the truth in like a very nice way. It can actually motivate him where he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to lose this girl if I don't start taking this seriously. And if you said the, the answer flat out to somebody maybe you did or didn't like, you might notice him getting more uh, you know, ambitious and aggressive like right then on the spot. He's like he, he becomes way more eager because now he's like, oh, whoa, I'm going to lose her. And, and, but it's funny because if you didn't mean to get that result, yeah. <laughs> halfway through the date, all of a sudden he's like, well, let me hold your hand. Let me touch you. And then you're like, why did he just suddenly flip like that? And you had no idea that it was from that one little thing that you said. So, I yeah, mean, but that makes sense, though. I would say avoid the subject, play it low key, like just, you know, it's whatever. It's like, obviously we're not like 
obviously we all have sex outside of relation you know we're all we're all out there doing our thing but nobody wants to hear the nitty-gritty details nobody <laughs> wants to mm-hmm. you know it's like i don't want to walk up to a date and be like yeah so i fucked this girl last night and oh my god this is what happened <laughs> it's like when somebody asks me like how you know well, are you having sex or da 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 when was the last time i'd be like yeah you know what i, I honestly don't remember or you know it, it just you know yeah you know I, I have my fair share something something very low-key and kind of mm-hmm. shrug it off don't yeah don't get into that because people get possessive and jealous and it's ugly and nah. right i just got so much so, anxiety <laughs> so basically we avoid getting into details we just kind of you know cutely answer the question in a very vague way it was like porn porn was great when it was on film and then when it went to hd and you could see everything in high def it was just too much <laughs> so the answer really? is be vague <laughs> Yeah. Keep, keep your answer low definition. Yeah, yeah. I just like that. Shrug it off, play with it, and, and get, I mean, you can get good at that where you actually kind of divert or deflect things in a charming way. And, you know, it's okay then. Um, you don't always want to be like that with everything, but, but being charming and, and kind of learning how to deflect things is, is going to get you far in a relationship because uh, those those particular circumstances, things like that are going to come up, especially when you're dealing with women. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, as a guy, oh, like, really? getting getting good at being like, well, you know, and, and just really kind of shrugging it off and diverting. Uh, because, yeah, no, there, there, there are times when that comes in handy. Yeah, but you do know when we want to know something, we'll keep asking. No, you guys. Or will, we'll go find the answer. Or you'll, yeah, you'll go around. I was going to say, we'll find um, it. Okay. Obviously not, not, in, in, not with questions or things like that. That that would really matter. Like, did you cheat on me or something like that? <laughs> You'd be like, uh, you know, actually, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. I had my fair share. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like, I never kept count of the the amount of girls that I slept with uh, for a reason. Uh, and I, I I realized very specifically every time you got in a relationship, that question comes in comes up maybe the first weekend. I don't know why though. Why do people want to know something that's only going to make them upset? But it it always comes up. So I. Specifically, went out of my way to I don't never think it remember makes that. Me upset. It doesn't. I don't think you could give me an answer that would make me upset. I mean, I, I, what if somebody is like over a hundred, or your friends? I slept then, with all your friends. Like, how are these <laughs> answers going to help you in life? Yeah, well, the, you pretty pretty much would know if this person has effed your friends, but they wouldn't be answering that. But the number question to me is kind of like, I don't. I mean, mm. clearly, I don't want to like. It's just so vague even still. If you said like 100 people, I'd be like, well, who are these? I don't know who. It doesn't 50, 100. What's the freaking difference? I mean, what is the difference? Like, they're all not me and they're all before me. 20, 50. I also kind of think, too, like if you've slept with more people, like, I mean, you know what you're doing. Girl or guy, you go get what you want. You're like, or if you haven't slept with that many people, then, okay, then there's good things about that, too. I mean, it's sort of like. To me, I don't. It's, yeah. It doesn't upset me, so I'm fine asking. Girls question. don't seem to care as much, and they kind of like. It, it's almost like a like it's like a prerequisite. The guy's been around, uh, but it, it's funny because it doesn't that that doesn't extend the other way. Uh, with with yeah. guys, when a girl's been around, it's like. Eh. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's something that needs to change. Like I'm not like that, but that's well. You know, you're a modern male, and we'll, we will get. I to, was going to say, does a modern male? Yeah, like how does a modern male view that? I mean, we could get into that a little later or not, but that, um, maybe that's the difference between a not modern male and a modern male. 
Well, modern male means forward-thinking male. What um, is exactly a forward-thinking male? Our friend John would like to know. So a, a forward-thinking male is somebody who adapts, uh, somebody who progresses, somebody who's constantly edifying themselves, becoming better in whatever capacity that is. Um, you don't necessarily have to be like you know an L.A. type to be a modern male. You could be a modern male anywhere, any, anywhere in any society. It's just learning about the women in your life the surroundings, the things that you can do to edify yourself and make yourself more attractive. Um, and not just attractive, but better at life, better in, in relationships with people in general. I mean, it's basically a, uh, another word for self-development. Um, Which everybody should really do. Do you have a term for like women? Are they also modern females? Or? Yeah. So I, I just launched uh, my Instagram uh, of, of the modern female. We're going to build that up first before we do the website. But yeah, we are going to start doing female dating advice. Interesting. So just also call it modern that. female. Yep, modern female. Sweet. Um, okay, so I we talk a lot about, to interject for a second, dating apps and like obviously etiquette about talking about if you're on dating apps. And we always talk about a dating app like every show because we use them so much. And mm-hmm. this one, I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard of this one, but it's called How About We? And it's like a way that you would go on to the app and you describe the type of date you like. And then you put that up in your profile and then it matches you with other people who like those same kinds of things. So like for a modern male, a forward thinking male, that would be good because he's now adapting to each situation of each girl, correct? Like, could this be a good app to try out or do you think it sounds stupid? Actually, it would be less adaptive because you would be matching people based on on similar interests as opposed to, uh, you know, oppositional interests. Okay, so you're saying adapt in the in the moment, like on your feet, on your toes type thing? Uh, both. I mean, you could definitely do your work at home, but like a, a lot of the situations that caused me to grow were situations that I wasn't familiar with. And it was like, okay. think on your feet now, or I was thinking about it later, like, why did I mess that up? And I was like, oh, that's probably why. You know, and then you, you, you have to go through, uh, you know, a, a, you have to get a consensus from your peers kind of, you know, you really want... Uh, trust the people that would give you strong opinions. Um, and I found that to be invaluable, having girlfriends that you haven't slept with uh, that mm-hmm. know that they have a no-filter zone with you um, and really keeping those lines of communication open. Um, if it hadn't been for a few moments where girls were brutally honest with me, I wouldn't be here today. You know, that was everything. Um, what were those moments for you? Like, can you share? Those? What did you like, do? Something that <laughs> stuck with you, and it was advice or something that someone said that you went, "Oh," and then got you now where you feel you are. Um, yeah, I remember one one moment uh, in particular, specifically. Uh, I was, you know, I think I was I was twenty one, twenty two, and you know, everybody. It's funny because people go around and be like, "Oh, you're really good looking," and I, I would never get the girl I wanted, and I couldn't understand that. So my philosophy was try harder, try harder, try harder. And I was, you know, I'm a little bipolar. Like I'm, a, I'm kind of, I'm kind of an intense person when I'm low key. So me being like 20 and full of everything, it was just I was, I was like just trying and being. And there was just so much going on that finally a friend of mine pulled pulled me aside and she goes, okay, first of all, she goes, you're really intimate. Or, or we were talking. And she goes, you, you know, you can get any girl you want. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, I can't get any girl. Like, what's going on? <laughs> And she was like, well, first of all, you're good looking, so you're intimidating. And she goes, but I'm like, well, that should work in my favor. And she goes, yeah, but the second part of this just kills it for you. She's like, you come on way too strong. You come on way too much. You, you're, you're, you're one of those that goes in that, that's just like, hey, what's up? You want to marry? Like, I, it was just bad. Um, and, and she was like, you got to kind of play hard to get a little bit. Um, 
And uh, she goes, you know, you need to know that you're good looking and kind of act it. She goes, you act like a like you you act like you have a fat person's personality. She's like, you act like you you know you come off a little desperate. And I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. Um, and then um, that explained uh, a lot of how I worked around males too. Like once that kind of factor came in, she goes, she goes, Jared, when you walk in. All the girls look at you, and all the guys want to fucking hit you. They all just, like, mean mug you and da-da-da. And it was funny because, like, I had had some residual effects from that. Like, I had, you know, friends that would just kind of, like, randomly go hit somebody behind me or something, you know? And I was just like, what? And he was like, oh, he's about to hit you. Like, that kind of stuff. Um, but wow. then once, once I realized it, like, it made how I approached males entirely different. And then I wrote an entire chapter on how to make a guy your best friend in a situation where, you know, you would want to talk to one of his girlfriends or, or just in general. Uh, it's called bromancing. Wow. So, yeah. It's a real thing. I mean, I, I, does that go both ways? Like for guys, when you see a girl that doesn't have female friends? Wait, wait, what's, say that again? <laughs> no, that, that, well, that's a little different. I think he's just saying to approach like a man, a dude, so that you can like get in good with him or any of the girlfriends that you want. But a girl that doesn't have any female friends, to me, is a little weird. A dude that doesn't have, like, male friends is also weird. I mean, I think that just goes for either or of the sexes. you got to be an unlikable person if you're that. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Uh, when, I, when, I tell, when I tell guys to go out and, and um, you know, and do their edification process or even just to go out with, uh, and, and talk to women, um, one of the things that I really encourage is to go out alone. Um, I went out alone uh, quite a bit simply because I didn't have I didn't have enough people that had enough expanded interests so I had to kind of satellite into groups that were interested in this one thing or interested in this thing I had a very very diverse taste um, in, in everything that I like in life so um, you know when you go out alone it, it's really uncomfortable uh, it's incredibly alienating and what that does is it forces you to be incredibly comfortable with yourself and then it forces you to make friends on the spot um, you know, and it forces you okay, to be wait, charming. Okay, but wait, what does what does that look like though? Just to interject, like, what do you you just go? What would you do? You just go to a bar and just saddle up and hang, or like, where would you go? Yeah, I mean, uh, probably a, uh, it would be a bar or a nightclub or whatever. And yeah, you, you see a girl that you would, are interested in talking to, and you go and talk to her. Um, I mean, it's relatively simple. It it would look creepy okay. if you were, you know. Like, don't get me wrong. You're going to go through the phase where you're new at it and you're standing there, you know, and you don't look like you know what to do with yourself and you're kind of just looking around for the next available girl. And like that, that can happen. Yeah. Like I would look at that guy and be like, uh, weird. Yeah. But you don't want to stand there and, you know, you don't want to put yourself on display like that. Like go to the bar, get a drink, talk to somebody, you know, there's a, there's a whole methodology behind, behind that, just the approach and not looking like you're out of place, like you don't know what to do with okay. yourself. Yeah, uh, just standing there waiting for something, kind of. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, um, what do you yeah. think, though, about like girls that go out in larger groups? Because, okay, like I, I'm, I'm not going to go out alone. I'm never going to go out and alone. And that's the thing. Girls really don't. So you would never really encourage that, or you'd never really encounter that on the, on the reverse side. Right. But what about girls that go out with like six of their best friends? Is that too many girls to go out with? Should they go out with like one friend or two that look different from them? Generally, one is is the two most. Two that look different from them. Like I need to. If we're going out tonight, I need a blonde and a redhead, and otherwise. Yeah, you should have your roster. Have a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm casting my friends tonight. I will decide who's coming out with me later. Um, yeah, uh, you definitely want like. I mean, it really never mattered to me if I saw a girl I liked in a group of six. Uh, you know, I would walk up and talk to her. Um, 
you know, there are different things that you would do. You kind of have to talk to the whole group and talk to that one. Isn't that um, a lot of pressure when guys get a, like, you have no idea. by that? No, it's crazy. You have no idea how, like, women sit here and bitch all day about guys. And that's all they do is bitch about guys, bitch about guys. But it's like, <laughs> you have never in your life had to go uh, walk up to a complete stranger and try and get her to like you in 30 seconds. No. Like, I used to get adrenaline dumps so bad that my legs would be shaking and your throat starts closing up and you're like, you're stuttering and stuff. And it's like, it takes maybe 500 tries at that before you actually get it. And it's still to this day, like, if you're completely sober, oh my God, it's, it's super hard. <laughs> okay, so you need a little liquid courage. Yeah, it de- yeah and for sure. Again, I would. It depends on the, on, the, on the girls and the setting and the, you know. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's why people go to bars. That's right. exactly why. <laughs> Nobody likes the Not taste the library. of alcohol. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you True. can... There are definitely, like... Uh, there's uh, In the pickup community, there's a lot of that where they, they teach day game and how to go out and talk to girls when, when you're sober and pick up on girls at libraries and da-da-da. And most of it's, like... You might be able to nail like a foreign girl who like is here on a tourist visa who doesn't understand a thing about what's going on, and here's this creepy guy, and you just you just watch because they videotape it. So you just watch these this dude just totally creeping this girl out. But I mean, this is a thing, and like guys make sport of this. Uh, but that, that's a pickup thing. It's not. It, it's not even remotely related to what I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, approaching a girl sober. Sometimes with a group of people, it's actually easier. It's been easier for me because then you get to kind of satellite in and talk to the different people and you get to bounce off of everyone. And I was always really, I was fairly, fairly, fairly good at that, you know, kind of walking into a situation and just projecting and and bing, 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 bing. And then she likes you because now everybody likes you. Or do you ever find that you went in, like, set on one girl and then you were talking to the group and you ended up liking a different one in the group? Generally, I know from, like, the second I see them. Uh, I can, like, I know almost immediately. I'm like, that's, that's, that's her. That's one. I might get along with somebody better, but you can never, uh, you can never phase out physical attraction, and I'm in- incredibly yeah. dialed in on that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, so what makes you know that one of them is the like the one you like out of all of them? Uh, that has something to do with uh, whatever evolutionary process uh, my brain yeah. went through. Um, <laughs> I, I think that people are innately attracted to what they would procreate with best. So I have a type. Ooh. What like, is your type? We would love to know. <laughs> what do you, well, yeah, what is your type, and why do you think that is what you would procreate with the best like physically you mean yeah um my type is generally latin um dark hair dark eyes i do like and i've met uh, a a few spanish girls who had blue eyes which was amazing you know like that was great um but generally uh latin um i can you know i i've i've dated black girls i've dated uh asian girls i've dated white girls um white girls are probably the hardest uh, why? I, why? I, yeah, why? <laughs> I, for some reason, like, and this is why I feel like it goes down into the genetic makeup. Um, you know, uh, when I'm next to a white girl, I feel like I'm next to my sister. When I like smell her skin, huh. I f- I can like I feel like I'm smelling my mom and my sister's skin. Like it's really it's really dialed in onto to like a caveman thing. Yeah. Um That's crazy. It's just a turn off. Like when I smell their breath, like even if it's good, like it doesn't have to mean mean it's bad, but even when I kiss a white girl, I, I'm just like like there's something about it that kind of turns me off. Um Oh my God, this is you're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very racist. Dating racist. Um 
but it's and I think that it has to do with you know the the first rule of genetics is spread the genes apart uh, and I don't think that it's any coincidence that that uh, you and you see this expansion this explosion in uh, you know mixed uh, genetic lines lineage whatever um, when you see lineage that stayed very inclusive they tend to have more problems they tend to be biologically uh, inferior. Um, you know, like inbred. Yeah, inbred. Uh, you know, and it doesn't even have to be with your cousins or, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it could be with your brother and sister. But just no. But just staying in a very, no, very like, inclusive, yeah. right. like secluded society, you'll start to notice that, like, you know, their their dental, uh, you know, their their teeth are malformed. They have really, really bad oral hygiene. Uh, well, I guess hygiene is something that you can take care of. But um, you know, their their bone structures will, will they look funny. Um, and mm-hmm. that's a that's a big thing. So the, having those facts combined with my own kind of intuition, my own nose, like like you know when when a girl's darker, it does it doesn't she can't do anything. Like the, there's never going to be a time where I don't think that she smells good or that like she can go out and, and go to the gym and come back just all sweaty and nasty and like I'm just like oh I still want to like you know I still want to bang the shit out of you. Uh, <laughs> But like white girls are like, eh, I don't know. It's, like, it's like my sister. Like I can't. It's weird. Um, yeah, that's so strange. I mean, I don't like. I like my types kind of all across the board physically. Um, there are some common things, but yeah, I've dated black guys. I've dated Latin guys. I've dated uh, like not as many Asian, but like one and a half because one was half. <laughs> um, like. I and yeah, but like also my fair share of white guys too. I don't think that I notice anything like that, like a turn off, and in that like weird biological sense. But I definitely know that I'm like physically not attracted to dudes that are like really, 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 really light, like light, light hair, light, light eyes, like pink skin. Not my jam. Yeah, freckles. Oh no, no. <laughs> And, you know, Don't everybody's like got their taste, and I think it's your biological system telling you, you you should procreate with this, you'll have stronger offspring. So I don't think that it's really like, oh, I have an opinion about guys, mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't date this race because of some, you know, malformed idea or ideology that you grew up with. I think that it specifically has to do what you are genetically uh, designed to procreate with. Um, I think that makes and sense. Then it manif- yeah, and then it so it manifests itself in a physical like attraction or what we would call today as a type because yeah. you're like going for this one certain type and it could just be more like ingrained in you somewhere deep down inside and less about like oh I I just like blonde you mm-hmm. know and that's that's why you find people that that kind of go for the same thing over and over and over again um, and I think that a lot of people try and 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 you know wrap it up into this like you know you're you're messed up in the head and somebody messed you up that was that looked like that so you're going to continually try and and rehash the situation psychologically and i i mean that's one way to put it and that that certainly has validity in some respects but i think that it goes deeper and i think that really it's just like you have a type because that is what your body was designed to procreate with that makes sense i mean lauren could spot my type a mile away I feel like that is very uh, true for huh? me. Yeah, what's your type? Um, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you are. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, seriously, like that physically and like all of the other things. Yeah, like for that is totally the type of like physical look that Jen goes for. Well, and so, so for those that can't see Jared, Jared looks like, go on to Jared's Instagram. 
see what he looks like. He's a very nice looking man, but very specific. <laughs> Thank you. Specifically, Jen's type. So. Yes, I like tall, dark, like confidence. That's pretty much it. I'm not. I'm not dark. <laughs> no, but not dark. Dark hair. Jared, oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> Jared, there's something about the structure of Jared's like face and features that is typically Jen. It's I don't know because like, I mean we can look at my ex boyfriend and he's half Asian. Well, of course. And yeah, but Asians have strong jaws go, too. Some of them. He has a layer of fat over it, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> That's so oh fucked my God. up. What? I'm just saying the obvious. I don't know if he's no. strong jaw. But see, I mean, like for any guys listening to this right now, um, that is such a. It, it's so interesting because even just listening to you guys talk about dating. Um, you know, the little things that most guys would notice, like the first thing that came out of your mouth was confidence. It wasn't, you know, and, and confidence, uh, guys tend to either go way too far with that one or not enough with that one. It's painful when they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, and I <laughs> yeah. relate it to holding a hammer. Um, you know, you don't, when you, when you hold a hammer and you go to, you know, put a nail on a wall, you don't hold it with this, you know, fierce iron grip. Because then you can't actually use the hammer. You have to loosen it up a little bit. You have to loosen your wrist. So you want to have like a firm grip on it, but you don't want to have like, you know, a death grip on it. And then if your grip is too loose, the hammer will fly out of your hand. But I mean, you guys, are, you're looking at me like I'm crazy right now. But No, every, I agree with no, that. That's a really earth, great metaphor. Ha, every guy on earth has actually used a hammer. I mean, I, I would hope that you had. Um, if you haven't used a hammer, pick one up. Um, and I won't date you if you haven't. Yeah, it's, it's kind <laughs> of a requirement too. of being a male. The three things I ask, can you pr- <laughs> protect me from harm? Can you hang a TV and can you change a tire? That's I, I want to know those things because if I can do it, you should be able to do it. Yeah. Also, can you pay your yeah. rent and live alone? That's another thing that's really big. Mm-hmm. There are so many Figure other it things, out. but those are, those are the top ones. you got to be able to like mount a flat screen TV and throw a football. It just has to happen. Yeah. Yeah, well, now they're light, man. Mountain TVs back in the day was just difficult. Well, if you still can't and they're light, that's worse. I still have a TV. Even I, worse. I never threw it away. It's uh, it's in my garage, and I, I saw this TV, and it, it must weigh a ton. I mean, like literally, it takes two people just to pick it up. Sell it. Yeah, I don't even think anybody would buy it. I'll probably use it in a film or something, and we'll destroy it. Okay. You know, like Keep prop. it for that. Yeah, something. Prop. I don't know. But we, it was funny because we actually propped it up. We actually built a stand for it uh, out of wood. And then we propped it up when I was writing my book so that me and, my, me and the guy that I was writing the book with, my, my business partner, so that we could actually see this gigantic, massive TV as a, as a monitor. So we, we did all the layouts of the book on that TV. Oh, so, so it came some, in, yeah. yeah. So smart and handy. Yeah, we, got, we had an Instagram video of me putting that thing together. I got to say, my biceps were... Uh, Rocking in that video. Bet the girls like that. Nice. No, it got oh, deleted. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Got deleted. I would double. I would double tap that video. Me too. Oh, thanks, guys. So, do you have any other questions? Uh, yeah, we do. Uh-oh. So many. Well, I'm actually, it's actually really funny because I specific- <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I specifically wrote down that I had a type, uh, or that I wanted to ask you about type, and if you thought it was a real thing, and. You know, if you have a type or whatever. So I think that's really funny that we kind of just touched on that. But I mean, like you just to reiterate, you do think that like a type is a real thing. You just have a way different take on it. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's funny because I, I do have a type, but I leave it open um, because I have met white girls that I was ridiculously attracted to. And I didn't know why. Um, and it, it's a rare thing. But when it hits, it hits. Um, you know, and it's it's funny because I, you know, I dated a girl who was, you know, blue-eyed, you know, really, really white skin. But there's something about her, like, I, I, I forget, or I don't forget, but I don't really know how to explain what it was. She was uh, Irish and Italian. 
and I think okay. maybe some of the Italian in there or something. I don't know specifically why it works the way it works, but when it does, it just it, it hits. And you know, I've um, you know, I've I've had relationships with black girls, and I've found them incredibly sexy, and Asians, and it, especially if they're mixed with something, there's always. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I leave it open, and I really try not to talk about my type because I obviously have a show, and I don't <laughs> like to to kill. We have a lot of female fans. Um, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to kill anybody's hopes. But it's you guys' show, you don't so I don't want to alienate anything. Uh, so well, you recently you never say never. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you recently yeah, joined. Watch, I'll end up marrying a white girl. Watch. You probably yeah, will, and you true. might meet her on Bumble, which you just recently joined. Yes, I did. Why yeah. Bumble out of all the dating apps? Um, you know, as a as a dating coach, uh, it's a it's a requirement to kind of like familiarize myself with these things. B, I was bored. Um, C. <laughs> I, I so I made the switch uh, from beer to wine because I'm getting a little older now and I'm like I can't, I can't drink you know 38 beers and still like I'm still working off beers from the summer and I'm like this is stupid you just switch to wine everybody drinks wine I didn't realize how nice wine is so I'm over here just like <laughs> so good <laughs> oh bubble hey you know and I get on bubble and I'm like yeah this is awesome um, and. The caliber of women on Bumble is so, so much better than the caliber of women on Tinder. Why uh, is that? Yay! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think with, I, you know, it's like Tinder's kind of like a meat market. And it, it's, it's you know, people at the beginning of their lives, beginning of their careers, beginning of their dating or whatever, they don't know who they are or what they're going to do. But then Tinder was came out first. So it's got a lot of different girls. So there's There's obviously a lot of stuff. But I think that women who had, you know, a little bit higher standards or they're a little bit, um, you know, they feel like they're above dating apps, um, which is definitely something that I, I kind of felt in the beginning, too. I'm like, why, would I, why the fuck would I do, get a dating app? I'm like, I could go out to any bar and just meet, meet somebody. Or you could um, sit on your couch and meet them. Yeah. And then which is yeah. why I do it. <laughs> but then the, the kind of girls that I would go for in general wouldn't be on those apps. You know, so it's I'm sitting here and I'm swiping and I'm like, well, I'm not going to end up, you know, on the back of my head. I'm always thinking, like, is this somebody you're going to marry? Like, then don't waste her time and don't waste yours. Uh, You know, and it it sucked because before I became a dating coach, like, you know, you could go out and you could just, you know, get laid or whatever. But now that I understand women and every girl wants a boyfriend and, and how there's this kind of like juxtaposition of men wanting to go out and sexually conquer and women just wanting a boyfriend and getting hurt in the process, it's actually completely killed my, you know, uh, friends with – well, I, I do have friends with benefits, but like I have to be very specific. Well, I don't right now, but when I do have that, I have to be very, very specific and upfront. And I just feel like it's like – it's kind of like shooting fish in a barrel when, when you're doing the online thing. I'm like – Yes, I could definitely get that, take that home, and and and, but then how's she going to feel after? And I start thinking about that, and I'm like, ah, okay. So I, what ends up happening is I end up talking to all these girls, and I usually just kind of like just kind of stop, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and you know, it, it's it's like it's entertaining to kind of like like the idea of it in my head. But you never pull the trigger. Yeah, I know that the fantasy is going to be better than the reality. Interesting. So, but that was a Tinder. And then Happen was great. Um, you know, it, it, I, I like professional women. I like, I like women that are making moves and they're motivated. And that's a, that's a huge turn on for me. Um, and I've met a lot of friends. I've met people on Tinder that I never slept with, but we ended up becoming good friends. I've met other dating coaches on Tinder, uh, people I've had on my show. Um, so there's that. And then, um, you know, if I if I was even going to consider somebody, like she has to be 
you know, 10 in everything and has to, you know, be making moves in her career. So it's interesting because Happen was the only place that I found that. But Happen is kind of a weird app because I think people forget about it because it, it, you have to drive by somebody right. for it to, to match. Yeah. So it's like you see people that kind of like they matched you, but it was like two months ago when you were using the app the first time. Uh, Bumble is great because it's all these girls that are kind of above the Tinder circuit. And they're all, you know, pretty. They're actually, you know, they'll be models or they'll be, you know, agents or real estate. Like they're all making moves in their career. Um, and they're much prettier, I feel, than the girls on Tinder. So it was like the well, longest so answer. The, <laughs> the requirements for Bumble is that, well, I mean, there's no real requirement except for that, the, I guess the shtick about it is, is that you as the woman have to make the first move. So you happen to think personally that these women are of a higher caliber. Maybe it's because they have like a level of confidence and don't have a problem making the first move to talk to a guy because they, you know, are confident in their job or they're, you know, maybe they're, they feel like they look good or for whatever reason. No, actually, is it because of your ego that you just like that they write you first? No, absolutely not. I think it's a mistake. It's a huge mistake. Why? Um, uh, because I think that it, the it, somebody sh- uh, men are, have been conditioned and patterned to make the first move forever. If you guys both matched, she already made the first move. So she liked you, and then you liked her, or you liked her, and then she liked you. That's fine. And then the guy should initiate from there. We're conditioned to do that. And here's why Bumble, why they need to change that, is because it, simply because the pattern of women needing to follow up is so new to them that I don't feel like they're going to. Um, okay, I but so wait, I have to ask you a question then. Mm-hmm. So for the modern male who is supposed to adapt on their feet in a situation, this is the real world now. Women are a little bit more forward thinking. They're a little bit more confident. They have proactive. a little bit more independence. Mm-hmm. They're a little more proactive. So like, how does the modern male think it? A and B, I also don't think that Bumble is like that crazy making the first move. Like, my first move to these dudes is hi. Mine too. It's still yeah. your job to ask me out on a date. I'm well, sure as fuck am not going to ask you out on a date. Yeah, no, yeah. So I will um, say hi to you. I will say hi, and that will be my first move on Bumble. You do the rest. Yeah, of course. And, I mean, there's there's always going to be that dynamic. My first move is high as well. Um, you know, that's – that's like, I, like I've said, you know, on any segment we've ever done on online dating, I'm like, keep it as stale and as vanilla as humanly possible and then get her on the phone okay. and you can start making, you know, doing humor or whatever. But, like, 90% of humor over text message comes out wrong. Ugh. So – the worst. It's Ugh, like, totally. just don't try and be funny over text unless you know you're really, really good at it. Um, you know, <laughs> what you want to do is, is – you know, you kind of want to. It's a, think of it as a sales deal. What you want to do is close. Closing is getting her in contact with you in some way, shape, or form, so she can hear the tone influxes of your voice. She can see you. She can look at you like something like that. You know, don't Skype her right away. But I would say go slow. You know, one or two days on 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 the dating app, then maybe phone number, and then from there you kind of like you know you line up a date, coffee, safe, well populated. <laughs> These are all things that girls take into consideration. So if you're going to do that, do yeah. That. Um, I will say I've had a lot of guys say that they like Bumble because of the fact it takes the like guesswork out of it. They're like, the girl has to write me. I already know like we're going to communicate. She's into it enough to write me because that's yeah. like so not what girls normally do. They, like but, on Tinder, it's a guessing game. Like sometimes the guys will just not write you. So then you're like, uh, 
I don't know what to do. Yeah, but here's here's where the functionality. Uh, I, I think as an app, as an app, it's it, the, the functionality there is, is a little flawed. But I get why they do that. So your your matches expire in 24 hours, right? Yeah. So I've watched girls match me, and then they're, it just expired. And I'm like, I know she didn't change her mind. I, I haven't done anything uh, differently to my profile or wh- whatsoever. So basically, I'm left to think she just got busy and that's a that's a common trend when you're texting a girl or whatever they'll just kind of up and uh, three days later be like oh hey sorry da, 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 da. you know i had shit to do which is fine i'm like that too like i can totally relate but making that 24-hour time period is how they're monetizing the platform because you get to yeah. extend the matches and then you know you're like oh and i can see for somebody with maybe not a lot of options that you'd be like oh no i'm gonna lose that one i'm gonna lose that one and, and then everybody's kind of like invested in this app is like where's the one where's the one where's you know yeah, where's my prince charming yeah uh i'm gonna make an app that is a, a model prince charming away. in some way sweet do it um <laughs> yeah well there's a you know what every every new idea uh there's no such thing as a new idea everything under yeah. the sun has been thought of it's been you know and and it could even be in stages of the execution phase um you know like i think parts of the domains that i've wanted to buy have been used and then somebody put a half-ass wordpress site up and left it for 10 years and it's like well thanks for taking you know the name that i needed to use but uh execution is everything and i think that creativity is an amazing thing but creativity there's so much creativity in this town but there's no execution and that that, is true that's what will separate there's not a lot of doers out there um i think actually to go back to the app you brought up lauren the how about we sounds like a great idea because of the fact that there are a lot of things i want to do that i feel like other people probably my age don't really want to do so if i could find somebody that did i'd like them more maybe yeah. Why you think the things that you want to do are like older things? Yeah, like when I'm like, can we go listen to jazz? Most people are like, uh, how about we go to a normal bar? Because <laughs> I'm yeah. an old person. I would heart. say that. Yeah, but would you prefer a guy who was less attractive and less compatible that liked to listen to jazz over a guy who was really attractive, really compatible, but just fucking hated jazz? See, there's I don't know, because see, for me, that's like a big part of my life. So if they're like, I despise jazz, I'd be like, I kind of despise you. Okay, well, and then there's that. But, I mean, it's funny because girls calculate in statistic games. They have this very, uh, you know, women, like, even my mom, when she's sitting there talking about a guy, well, he likes this, and he's interested in this, and da-da-da-da, and da-da-da. And guys, all we ever say is, oh, my God, she's smoking. She's so amazing. Right. Like, that's it. Uh, and, and, you know, physical attraction versus all of the mental and emotional attraction that women have. It's 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 an interesting dynamic. Um Yeah. I think that as a modern male, like you can have fun doing anything. And that's kind of been my philosophy forever. It's like, if you like the girl, make an effort, go. Uh, I agree with that. That I'm okay with. As long as somebody's open to it. And even if I don't particularly like jazz, I'll find something about the setting or where we're at or something that's fun. I'm always trying to innovate, you know, what I can notice in a room. There's a fun bar there or there's, you could still dance even if the music isn't like totally your type. Yeah. You gotta adapt, right? Or, or, you know, you guys can sit there in the audience and make up, like, backstories for the people that are on stage. Like, you know, if it's a, if it's a new oh band and you don't know, just be like, yeah, you know, he, he grew up in Louisiana. And, and you just – and it, there's so many creative ways to connect that you don't have to – you know, you don't, you don't have to necessarily be into something to, to have a good time. You can have a good time anywhere. Well, good. And you also don't know if you could eventually end up getting into that thing. Like, I've dated guys yeah. before where – they have interest in things that I didn't really know a lot about, and I became interested in it because they were interested in it, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
I think that though also goes both ways because I've been in scenarios where I've dated somebody that did not like the things I like doing. So I did all the things they liked because it was just like whatever, going to a bar. A lot of girls make that mistake, Mm -hmm. actually. And then I'm stuck doing those things, and I'm like, wait, two and a half years went by, and I'm like, I haven't done a single thing I actually want to do. What happened to my interests? Well, yeah, you can't lose yourself in in, in that. you got to, like, keep that in mind. But, yeah, you still, like, go kind of, you know, go to the football game or do things that you wouldn't, I don't know. Yeah, and another thing is you don't need to – you don't actually – like, I mean, there are things that girls like to do. Like, I mean, one of the things that I've never – I really – as a functional modern male, I've never really gotten the hang of is shopping. I fucking hate shopping, and I won't <laughs> oh, go. Oh, I'm the best. I will take you and make you love it. Yeah, and, and I can I can do it if a girl structures it and it's efficient for me. But if it's for her, I'm like nah. Like I will go shopping for you without you. But if we're gonna go and you're gonna be like, oh, how does this? I can't. I, I, I wouldn't I'm, even ask a guy to do that because the attention span is very different and the yeah. goals oh, yeah, are very. No, different. I would just take a guy shopping, but that's fun for a girl to take. A guy yeah, shopping. yeah. Room and make you try. By but so you can fun. you can widen that example out to anything and it's like you know it's okay to have different interests and it's okay to be a part and to enjoy those interests with people that you were enjoying it with before you met that person right um you, you know, know what? football that's day that's for the dudes always says, that's what makes the world go round yeah it's okay and people need space you need to miss each other you need to come back and kind of revisit it it's like you want to go do that thing go do that thing if that really interests you you know I don't expect you to be interested in all of the weird shit that I'm interested in (laughs) yeah for sure what kind of weird shit are you interested in I am yeah and then there's that right let's not let that one just blow over oh I'm I'm a very closeted nerd uh, or geek I guess is the proper definition uh, you know, I, I get excited about things that other people just don't, like science, uh, you know, biology, uh, social evolution, you know, things like social patterns. I, I just get excited about, uh, what is it, sociology. And, you know, I'll, I'll be online reading, you know, I, I, I think it's called I Fucking Love Science and or IFL Science. And I, I literally read like three of those articles a day. And I'm just like, oh, my God, they invented this telescope that does this thing. That, and it's just, you know, and it's like. I love that. I love Someone just got really excited. I saw what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it. I felt it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I don't expect somebody else to be excited about the Hadron Collider or quantum mechanics or, you know, the particle that they discovered that moves on its own. It's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. A, a, a general interest in like any sort of expensive thing would be like, so if you're interested in at least what it means to us. You don't have to be interested in the, the backstory, but it's like yeah, if we yeah, can break right. this down to that means that this just canceled out this, this belief system and ideology that we've had our whole life. If you can at least keep up with that, then we're cool, you know, and, you know, yeah. It, yeah so. All right. Yeah. So I, it's I just. Think, I think that's nice to do. That's a good tip to give, I think, to like, you know open your mind up to even from the beginning processes of dating like from step one all the way through to whenever you're in a committed relationship like you open your mind up to doing something you might not want to do for you for the other person on the date getting to know the person you never know what doors it's going to open or how it's going to connect you and then you continue to do it you have have a vested interest in this person and their interest and it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you need to like drink the kool-aid you just need to like continue to kind of live your lives not parallel but together and i think this is a good time to uh bring up the tip of the day jared why don't you read it since you are the one who posted it on instagram okay uh right right before i do that um yeah i I definitely think that i I think that you should try anything once 
Uh, I, I'm a big believer in that. If you're afraid of something, something's there, uh, some, some interest or something, try it. You never know. Just open yourself to it. And uh, so this is my quote of the day. Uh, unfuck yourself. Be who you were before all that stupid stuff happened that dimmed your fucking shine. That's right. I love that so much. So much. <laughs> it is so true. You can't, like, lose yourself in the process. It gets really hard, and we all are going through it together. Safety in numbers, guys. But, like, for sure, remind yourself of those things that you had before the sheen got taken off through all that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, and there's a process. It's called life, and right. it really does yep. just beat the crap out of you. Um, and I, I've, you know, when I read that quote, I just thought back to like, you know, who I was before one really, really detrimental relationship that just kind of like, it derailed me, it destroyed me, it, it, it had such an impact on my life that like, I never fully regained who I was. And I was like, how did I even get that girl? And I was like, cause you were fucking, you were Captain America back then. You know, you were just like, and you were just going and driven and motivated and excited about the world. And now you're just kind of like over it. And nah, nah. I'm like, I, and even when I'm excited about things, like I, 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 I'll never reach that. And it was because I took such a bad hit from that. It was, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not, it's well, not you, her fault or anything. Um, you have to rebuild. You found after, your shine again. Yeah. You found your shine again. Or, or I think that it, I found that I wasn't shined yet. You know, you got to go get your polish and stuff. But <laughs> you know, and yeah. figuring out what those key elements were that motivated you to be like that. That you know, and, and it's really, really interesting. People yeah. say, "Don't look back, only look forward." But you can learn a lot from your past, the mistakes that you've made, and and you can really recalibrate who you are and how you are, Mm. I think. These are all great points. Uh, Another great point is that we have to wrap up, but also (laughs) that Christmas is this Friday, and our gift to you guys is not only this episode, but our Two Drunk Girls episode tomorrow at 3 p.m., and we right, discuss it's a Christmas Eve episode. Yes, we talk about our least favorite Christmas carols, so don't miss that. Mm-hmm. And we'll don't be back next week with another show and another guest. And we thank you guys That's all right. for listening. Where can everybody find you, Lauren Leonelli? You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine, and my website. And Jared Zavistowski, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me, you can Google Jared Zavistoski or you can find me on Instagram at modern.mail. You can find me on Twitter at Mail Methodology and you can find me on Facebook at Jared Zavistoski. Sweet. Thanks so much for coming back again. We love talking to you. I, I feel like we Yay. literally keep talking all of the time to you. There's just always so much, but you you have the best advice. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And thank you for all this, uh, to everybody for listening. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and keep the conversation going by following us at Complicated Show on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jennifer Golden. You can follow me at Jennifer Golden, all the, all the places. And we'll see you guys next week. Happy holidays. Ha- happy Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You're listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, only on L.A. Talk Radio.